You know what's better than a tripod? A quad pod. Isn't that just a table? Wrong. It's a quad pod. Talking sports, pop culture, food, and uh, more sports. Unofficially brought to you by KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine. It's the quad pod with Jeff Woodworth, Mike DeWald, Luke Straub, and Frank Sumrall. All right. Start with this. Yesterday, I get home and uh, I'm kicking it with my dog in the backyard, and all of a sudden, I just hear this cobbling, like what sounds like cobbling, and I'm just like, that sounds like horses. And where we live, like there's a couple of there's a couple of different entrances to Spring Lake, like around the uh, which call the the trail and all that stuff. And I'm just like, this this sounds like some horses. And sure enough, it gets louder and louder, and it's coming down. And we're on a corner house, so I look over to my left on, on one side of the street, and I just see two ponies just running down. They're bigger than ponies, but two horses just running down the street. Luckily, I had the presence of mind to whip out my phone. Very nice. And mm-hmm. I, the, the first thing to do in that situation. Well, no, because I couldn't just be like, I couldn't just hop on Twitter and just be like, dude, you will have no idea what just happened in my neighborhood. So whip out the phone. <laughs> I catch them for like four seconds before they you know skirt to the front of the house. At which point, D didn't say any, my dog D didn't say anything because you know normally she'll bark or at anybody that's walking by with their dogs and whatnot, just say hello or maybe she's jealous. I don't know. She looked at those and was like, "That's some professional quadrupeds right there." Like we are not, we are not in this danger. What, what, uh, what kind of dog is it? She is well. If you're asking me uh, to speak in front of the county, she's a registered mastiff mix, but she is part boxer, part pit. And I just know that there's going to be the, the people at the vet told me to do that though, so I, I'm in cahoots Ooh. with them. Yeah. So that it's big like, dog cover didn't, didn't want to didn't mess she, with the horses? She didn't want nothing with those horses. Like, and as soon, naturally, once they go out of the frame, you can hear her start barking again. I was like, all right, sit your ass down. You know, she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like the kid yeah. on the side of the basketball court. Hold bas- me back. <laughs> yeah, she's like the kid on the back side of the basketball court that talks a bunch of smack, and then once they get put in the game, just get shut up, you know? So uh, false, false hustle. Yeah. And so I follow him down the street, and I, I'm just like, well, I don't know where these horses came from. So I call animal control, you know, just feeling like I, I probably doing my inner Karen, you know? <laughs> and uh, I call and I'm just like, oh, by the way, we got some horses loose in the neighborhood. Give them the coordinates and everything. And turns out the horses started off on one dead end of the neighborhood, hooked it down one of the main streets that we live on, and then hooked a right onto another dead end and just booked it towards there. Got stuck because they're like, oh, it's another dead end. So then they turned around and ran back down the street up by my house and back down the road that they came from. And they were they, they ended up getting corralled. But it turns out to be... I have this neighbor that's 90-something years old, Mm -hmm. and it used to just be her and her little poodle. And now, because her son's house burned down in one of the recent fires, Mm. I know, it's very sad, but it gets better. It's it's her, (laughs) him and his wife, three dogs, a pet squirrel that I guess they rescued from the fire. That's not a thing. And these two horses. I've never heard heard of that. They have a squirrel in a cage in their living room. So (laughs) that's, I don't, I will not give away the coordinates of their household, but just know that it is there. Okay. So there's, there's a a rabid squirrel that somebody is domesticating. I'm going to look at your IG video and try to figure out where your neighborhood uh, you live in and report them. them. So that, that, they've got a squirrel. That's what happened yesterday. It was, I mean, it was, (laughs) I mean, it was only like 10 minutes long, but it was just something that wasn't normal. And it was like, was oh, my normal. God, this is terrific. This is amazing. I don't I've never been through something like that. And they got hella close to me, too. Like I pulled up right next to him on the second video. And I thought to myself, I was like, I'm gonna get hurt just trying to get a cool Instagram video. That's what's going to happen here. <laughs> so well, the, any, the video any, actually yeah. looks fake. It's so good. You think it's like. My video? Yeah, it oh, looks like thanks, a dude. It looks like a filter or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did, it did for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna take my horse. Yeah, no, that was, it was just funny to uh, to see that because, like I said, man, you hear the cobbling, and then of course, as I'm walking back up the street to my house, all the looky loos come out from their house. Everybody's been, you know. Uh, locked up during the pandemic, and they're all just standing out in the front in their in their driveways. Just was those some horses that ran by? And it's just like, yes, it is. Yes, yes, it was. We didn't have horses in this neighborhood when we moved in. Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. We no, didn't. Doubt, right? no, no, uh, no. The good. neighborhood's gone to shit. So, but all right. So that that's the fun that's happened uh, you know, on my my side of the of the city. How you guys doing? Well, I'm a little worried about the the horses maybe related to the Raiders game this weekend, and maybe it's a bad sign oh, against the Colts. Sure. Everything's about the Raiders. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just Raiders. know you love it so much. So, yeah. uh, no, things are good, man. Things are good. Okay. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, my, Frank? In my side of the woods, uh, this actually happened a little bit ago, speaking yeah, of the, wild animals. You're in the boonies. Uh, just about the closest thing California has to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we did have a, um, a massacre 
what? in our midst. Yes, uh, a, a bobcat came by Oof. and went to town really? on the chickens. Wow, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I put it up because we have a we have a security camera, and so um, when I got home, they were watching the footage and they're trying to figure out oh, what this bobcat did. Footage? Yes, there was footage, and we left the door open of the coop because all those dumbass chickens mm-hmm. roost on the coop door and we couldn't put them in. Yeah. Bird brains. Yeah. So we just were like, all right, well, you guys can enjoy the night with the door open. And of course, the bobcat said, oh, word? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Went oh under, like grabbed one, and he kept coming back every couple hours. He was hungry. Yeah. And so one lived. We're assuming that one uh, lived because she was resting on the, on the bar in the coop and the bobcat didn't go up there. Because mm-hmm. the bobcat was originally picking them out in the yard, and then the last time he just went inside, and then gold. grabbed one and left. So yeah, yeah, we have a lack gold. of chickens now. So, so <laughs> this is like two pieces of news because I didn't know you guys had chickens. First of all, yes, yeah, my my yeah. roommate has chickens. I've mm. never seen a man eat so many eggs before in my right life. On, right on, cool. How many does he average a day? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I've seen when he's like when he's like, oh, I'm like I want eggs. Like how many how many eggs would you make if you like want eggs? Three. Okay. Yeah. yeah three, he he three. goes double digits. Really? What? He's like, what? yeah. He's like, I'm feeling like I want eggs, and I'm like, cool. I'll have a scrambled egg. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna make nine for myself, and wow. I'll get you Stop one. It. Stop it. What do you do with nine eggs? That's so many. You eat some. Well, you eat them. But I'm just saying that's oh. not normal. That's a lot of eggs. Is he doing it Hulk Hogan style, where he just whoop, mm. just slurps them for protein, or no, whatever he scrambles them? Oh scrambles god, them. man, that's a huge mess. Too. Does he get like creative with his preparation at all? I mean, is it just scrambled is the way he goes. He doesn't like scrambled? anything else. Yeah, I mean, you could you could do a lot of things. You make an omelet. Oh yeah, he he is a big omelet guy. Cool, good to know. He's a big omelet guy. Those are great. Uh, eggs Benedict, if you want to go nuts. Ooh. Egg power oh. rankings. No, no, no. Egg, the yes. best, the best, the best eggs I've ever had were poached eggs from the farmhouse oh. when I worked there. Because first off, poaching eggs very difficult. Hey, you have to whisk it in the water. But oh my god, they were amazing. And you know, props to the chefs over at farmhouse because they those guys. Well, Louis was one of them. I forget the other one, but they were hella good at poached making poached eggs, eggs oh, yeah. every morning for breakfast. Eggs power rankings. No, that's, that's that's something for the future. Scrambled, poached. Hey, we're hitting our next shutdown. We've been there before. <laughs> yeah, no. scrambled, Seriously. poached, oh, deviled, Lord. and then everything else. Everything else. I don't. I don't care what you said. Deviled eggs, hella good. Yeah, those. Yeah, those quality. So yeah, we uh, we live in the we live in wildlife. Yeah. Dewald, what about you? What's happened with you? I have nothing that's no, going to match that. Shut up, bro. You've been breaking news all day, left and right, for There's the past horses. Week. There's chicken murders. <laughs> chicken murders. <laughs> I had a dog on the IR. That's it. Really? Yeah. Oh, what happened here? Just food? had a limp. Oh. Likes jumping off things. <laughs> can only jump off so many isn't things. It, isn't it like yeah. a beagle? Yeah. yeah. That's a little dog, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, he ain't got the springs. Like that's That'd be like taking a low rider off a jump. You know what I mean? You're scraping the bottom there. What, do they have like little stubby legs? Dude, they, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, my, my aunt had a beagle one time, and uh, Winnie got, got its tail stuck in the fridge because she closed on it too fast. But yeah, be, beagles are, they're hella cute. They're just little little old dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know? I can definitely jump off this seven foot height. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait. What? That's... Imagine, imagine, and there's no disrespect to short people, but just imagine seeing like, you know, a, a five foot two man walking around the town. You're just like, that's a real person. <laughs> by definition. <laughs> nothing, by definition. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing against them. Nothing. <laughs> that was an unnecessary shot at short people. I'm sorry. But it was just the best way to describe it. You're still a dog. You're just a small dog. You're still a man. <laughs> that's you're right. just you're a s- small man. That's, like, that's accurate. Can't, yeah, small man. can't help you. You're small. <laughs> Let's get this party started. I want to first start off with the college football. Um, I think it's time that we acknowledge that they need to expand the playoffs into eight eight teams, oh, right? Oh, really? And I'm tired of this because for the past four, I believe four weeks that they've been they've been coming out with the playoff rankings, I don't think they've changed. So you have Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Notre Ohio, Dame. Ohio State, strong. Texas is five, Florida is six, and as the Florida guy, you know, they're a little upset that they're six, but they lost to Texas A&M. So this it is why you won eight. It is what it is. No, I'm looking <laughs> at teams like Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina. Oh. You know, those teams deserve to, even USC going undefeated. These are all teams that I feel like if they were allowed to compete, it would be interesting to see them. How is Louisiana Lafayette allowed in when I believe they beat Iowa State, who is number they, seven? Yeah. Louisiana you, Lafayette's 19. So, Do you think the top four are fraudulent? Iowa State's seven? I think it's just all, It's I don't even think people are watching college football anymore. I think you're just looking mm. at them and just being like, Alabama, powerhouse. Notre Dame, powerhouse. Well, or, I, would I you say it's, yeah. it's rigged, maybe? A little bit. <laughs> First off, we have to acknowledge that the college football playoff 
playoff is put out by ESPN. So it is yes. in no, oh. by no means, uh, or by no means, is this fair at all? They are just by they are just throwing teams don't up they have there. Like that, a, don't they have a panel? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's still it's it's still yeah. They like, they pretty much vote on teams. Uh, I don't know if there's like a panel of like twenty five people. Like Condoleezza Rice was on the first yeah, one, yeah. right? Was that was before like she that? was in line to become the Browns GM. But I'm, <laughs> exactly, I'm getting yeah. at that it's unfair for these teams. How is what is Cincinnati supposed to do? What is Coastal Carolina? Coastal Carolina took a game against an undefeated BYU that Draw people are arguing a larger crowd in their ESPN game. I don't that's, get. That's I, what it is. But the, the BYU uh, Coastal Carolina game was the highest rated college football game this I, year. It was a heck of a ball game. What are they supposed to do? What are these boys supposed to do? And you think about it back with the BCS, Boise had to go practically two and a half straight years without losing a game before who they even you, got the um, Fiesta Bowl in there. Who would you take out? What do you mean? Of the four, no, I'm putting eight teams in. Okay, so you, you think the four do. are fine? You just want more. Teams. I need, I need eight teams in because what college football is doing, and and we have seen this year, and this is where I'm going to go, mic drop on this. Yeah. We have seen this year that they are not student athletes; they are athletes, and you are out there to make sure that they get that that everybody that all this this operation funds everybody gets their funding. Okay, guess what? You made twice as much money when you went from one champ from from two teams playing at the end to expanding it to four. How much more money do you think you can make by going eight teams? And well, what that's it does, the thing. But what it does is this is why I feel in my opinion and I understand that we're in a football dominant society, so people are always going to are going to try and throw that back in my face. The NCAA <laughs> tournament, March Madness, better than anything college football could ever give us and do, yeah, I, and I will I will die on that hill. Oh, you yep. know why? Mm-hmm. Because we sit back and we say, well, I mean, there's no way that a Coastal Carolina could take on a Notre Dame. You don't know unless they play. All right. What about what about uh, UMBC, the the team that upset Virginia, the 16 beating the one seed? Right. Think mm-hmm. of how many okay. 11, uh, think of how many 11, 12, and 13 seeds make runs in the tournament. Yep. They don't win it. They don't win it. That's fine. But they get the We're exposure. They get the they get the chance to to rock the rock the cradle. Like I am I am interested. In the idea of like Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, I mean, I guess you could say Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, we'll leave Florida out for the purpose of this, like because I want conference conference champions. And don't even okay. get me started with Ohio State or you know the Big Ten breaking the rules right. for Ohio State. I know it's for money, but throw Cincinnati in there, throw Iowa State in there, give Coastal Carolina a shot. Who says Louisiana Lafayette shouldn't be in there? And I understand that there's this idea that well, look at the recruiting classes and blah, blah, blah. Well, then limit the scholarships that these schools are allowed to recruit with so that way you can spread the, the wealth of talent around a little bit more. But and, and with the transfer portal anyway, you got you got guys shuffling the deck everywhere. But Oklahoma has been hot garbage this year. Why are they still number 11? Why are they ahead of Coastal Carolina, who has... I understand that they're at the mercy of playing in the Sun Belt, but they took mm-hmm. the game against an undefeated BYU half, midway through the week and said, all right, you want to take that anytime, place? come play us, and they beat them. Uh, my question, I got one question. Well, I, you know, you raised a lot of good points, a lot of stuff there. But what I want to know is, is do you want the eight teams? I don't think that'd be a big. St- I think that'd be a, a manageable step because they already have four. But do you want the eight because of the 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 year that we're in specifically? No. Or just this is just in general. In general. Okay. In general. That's what I was curious about because like and you mentioned and you mentioned that there is like a presumption like oh Oklahoma throw them in there, Alabama throw them in there. I feel like that's pronounced this year because there's less games and people like in the Ohio State case they're just they've seen them on the field they can assume they're good they're good we all know they're good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's like that you know a team like Coastal Carolina could especially be excluded in a, in a year like this. But uh, I hear you. You just want it. In general, expanding. but you're going to tell me that, like, let's say something, especially with the COVID. I mean, that's something else. But right. like, who's to say that Trevor Dor- Trevor Lawrence doesn't go out there in the quarterfinal game, turn his ankle, and now, now if you're Clemson, you better hope yeah. that what, what's the big big Cinco or whatever his name is, the backup who came yep. in for two games, that you better hope big that he Cinco. can that he can keep playing. I think that's his name. <laughs> it might as well be. I don't remember what his name was, <laughs> but it, my thing is, look at the FCS. Look at the FCS, and, and, and if you want, you can reward you can reward the top two seeds like you're doing in football this year, where you give them a bye week because they do that in FCS. It's probably coming. Does college football care about playoffs? Hmm. I think so because it. It's, I don't. I don't think so. They're not. I would say college football playoffs and money are not mutually exclusive. Like they're they're gonna. They got so many different bowl games and things like that. I don't that, think well, it matters. Get rid of the useless bowl games. But and, they they'll never want to do that. Yes. They're highly me, sponsored. You're right. You're right. You, you won't get rid of them. What you do is you incorporate those like you do with the with the New Year's Day six bowls into your into your playoffs, right? Because it's not. The Fiesta Bowl doesn't host the national championship every year. 
The Rose Bowl doesn't host the national championship every year. It rotates, so everybody still gets a piece of the pie. What you're doing is you're just going to prioritize the the New Year's the New Year's Day Six Bowls. I'll tell you right now, the Cotton Bowl means more. The Fiesta Bowl means more. The Rose Bowl means more. The Sugar Bowl means more. Oh, yeah. What's another one that I'm missing? You said Fiesta already. Uh, the Peach Bowl is a big one. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's six or seven bowls that you know just are I, better than the other bowls. And the other bowls, think, you save them for everybody else. I don't yeah. think adding playoff games is a problem because I think we're all excited about wild card having six games instead of four mm-hmm. but I just I don't think college football's ever cared about winning I, you know I, it's like I, oh I, I won the Tostitos Bowl and I had 200 rushing yards it's like oh that's all you needed you, you winning the title unless you're a QB and even that like well, half doesn't the matter now you're getting you're getting kids that are sitting out of games because I they mean, want to rest up for draft stock I think it's a good point Frank raises there's there's people that you know the people that that, that, that there's a bulk that can accomplish a lot the kids are going to be able to improve their draft stock um, you know the, the program is going to get their money and all of that but they and culturally I agree essentially college football culturally cares more about bowl games it's yeah. you know but it's just to advertise the player yeah you know but but at the same time they still want to win a national championship that's never changed so it's kind of like where I think the culture is slowly changing perhaps you can but it's going to be very Deshaun tough Deshaun Watson won the title and was drafted as the third quarterback I, I, oh, and, and I get Trubisky, that but I'm who didn't do can, much that's in college and, that's, that's a, that, and then that's, that's a, a pro glaring mistake you know which is it's got it's, it's if shaky. we valued those championships then obviously Deshaun Watson should have gone higher give me considering he beat Alabama give me a hmm. 10 There's because no, I don't think there's any reason that college kids should be playing 15, 16 games in a season so give me a 10 game schedule yeah. Where I you agree, play I agree two, with that sure. two non-conference games, and you play eight conference games, so you have ten. Then you have your conference championship. That's eleven, right? That's how you figure out who qualifies for this eight-team playoff mm-hmm. with the conference champions. And then, because you have the Power Six, and then you leave it up to the other two. The at-larges would be, you know, someone from the American Conference, where hopefully Cincinnati wouldn't get screwed, or Coastal Carolina from the Sun Belt. But uh, and th- and then you reward the top two teams. In this case, Alabama, Notre Dame get the week off. But you have a chance for somebody like who, uh, not Lawrence, but like Ian Book from from Notre Dame. Like I'm sure hey. there's there's questions about him, but estimated give, to be a give, late round draft. Pick. You give him an extra three. You give him an extra three <laughs> games. All of a sudden, kid. All of a sudden, it's a 14 game college football schedule. Your your top teams will actually play less because they'll be better in theory, and they get that bye week. So they get. It's not like you're putting them through the ringer. You're mm. gonna make it tougher on the lower seeds that try to make this run. But it's very doable. The yeah. answers are there. And there's a ton of money that's going to be there, too. Because all of a sudden, if you could say, well, it's not just the Peach Bowl. Now we're in the quarterfinals of the college football playoff. Well, that gives, I mean, right. and it would be, you can would, yeah. upcharge that ticket. You could upcharge yeah. that advertising spot. You could do whatever you wanted to. I it. think it's coming. I think so, too. But I just think yeah. it's something that college football should explore and look at is expand the playoff. Because if your biggest concern is money and making these schools money, Look at what the draw is right now from the college football playoff. If Ohio State makes it, the Big Ten, that's what they're talking about, why the Big Ten's bending a knee to Ohio State. If Ohio State gets in, the Big Ten gets $6 million from the playoff, and that is to be divvied up $500,000 a school, which might not be a lot to Ohio State, but I guarantee to somebody like Northwestern, or Iowa, that's huge. And think about what that can do to other schools if you're trying to restore competitive balance. Because right now, college football is too regional. I, yeah. I don't. The only reason I care about what happens with Alabama and Georgia and whatnot and LSU is because they play Florida, they play in the SEC. So that's what I pay attention to. Otherwise, I mean, and it sucks because the Pac-12 is irrelevant. But you know, yeah, they got started late. It is rough. But yeah, money talks. That's essentially, I think exactly. is what we're saying. And also, I just want to throw this out there. Props to LSU for doing the big thing and saying that you won't participate in any bowls this year. That's, I mean, what it is. Cause no doubt, yeah. Because you lost four games, oh thanks, God. Coach O. Like, get yeah. out of here. It's like Duke saying, "I think we should." Can- Coach K saying, "I think we should cancel the season because he lost two two <laughs> non-conference <laughs> games at home in Michigan State and Illinois." Oh, now you say because your team started out two and two. Wonder, wonder if that's why we're trying to cancel the season there, Coach K. That don't make any sense. I don't like it. I like calling Coach K out. <laughs> I do too, man. Yeah, have another fake panic attack on the floor, whatever he did, where he fell oh, over. There, there's, there's more. Really, that's there's really more. what happens. Is like anytime something goes wrong with Coach K, oh, he's just having health issues. Oh, <laughs> did he have any health issues when he was coaching those teams in the national championship? No, he's no? fine. He was fine. There's an excuse for everything with this guy. <laughs> Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Bumping music, slick DJs. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Fog machines and laser rays. That's right, laser rays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so great. Yeah, Luke, Luke knows. He's oh, I know, I know it fully, yeah. Debbie Deb, baby, yeah. 84, 84. <laughs> We're to Mac Trace since 84. All right. In 2016, 
the Raiders had a six-game win streak, mm, and like they it. beat a playoff team. God. The Brock Osweiler led nine and seven Houston Texans. Oh, very impressive! Big win. Seems like, seems, seems, like a long time. seems like a long time ago. Like that was their only <laughs> win against a playoff team that year. Ooh, you guys. That hey, year? About that decade. Hey, Luke, Luke, this team? I don't think you have the facilities for that. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, Come well, on. Hold, Come on. Save your thought for a second. <laughs> give, me a, give me a break. In 2017, the Raiders were 6-5, and five, and then they went on a four-game losing streak, and they lost to Kansas City and Dallas, both playoff teams. Hmm. In 2019, the Raiders were 6-4, and four, and they would lose five of the next six, losing to Kansas City and Tennessee, both playoff teams. Ooh. Now here we are again. It's 2020. Raiders are in Vegas. Six-game winning streak. They were 6-3 this year. Yeah. They are now 7-5. Oof. Yeah. yeah. They are on the outside looking in. Yep. They have to play the seventh-seeded 8-4 Colts. Mm-hmm. The season is definitively on the line. This week? This matchup? This is it. Oh wow, ambiance! I you. think the yes. Wait, wait, yeah. Talk to us about it. Okay, so the okay. First of all, going back in the years, 2017 was a little bit of the outlier. That Bye-bye. season was a mess because they had like lots of internal strife in, in, in the locker room. Didn't think that a chance. Was that, that the time that Derek Carr broke his leg? No, that was 2016. Okay, the this rest season's the, been totally smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the seasons you, you mentioned, Frank. I mean, and even the one, all of them, frankly, uh, no pun intended. Uh, yeah, you're right. They had a chance and and they failed. Um, this season, I'm going to skip straight because this is going to be a tough game. Phillip Rivers is coming to town. He's got an offensive line. He's got a defense. Um, I'm going to say that even though the proper attitude is that this season is on the line, I'm going to say they have a chance to get in the playoffs even if they lose this game. Can you give us the path to the playoffs? Phillip Rivers is coming to town. It would involve... <laughs> Can we make that a drop? <laughs> it would involve... Winning the, the sheriff, <laughs> old man Rivers. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, it would involve winning the other three games essentially and getting a lot of luck otherwise. Uh, because this is a huge game, not only for the mathematics of it, just their the Raiders' confidence to know how good they are if they can actually beat this team and get back to kind of how they were playing earlier and avoid a collapse as they've done the last four years, like you mentioned. So Definitely a big game, but there is a little bit of wiggle room. What's the spread against the Colts this week? Because they two and a half. Because oh, two and a half, and they're getting the points. No, or giving Colts them? are favored. Colts are favored. Oh, that's road, because of how they struggled off. with the uh, the Jets. I bet. Yeah, the Raiders were playing like really bad. Do you like, really do you bad. believe though <laughs> that this is a different Raiders Ooh, wow. team? As you do have wins against New Orleans, Kansas City, and Cleveland, both right, play all three playoff teams. Right now, I gotta say no. It looks very similar, and I see why he brought those years up because the Atlanta game, bro. Yep. Good Lord. I mean, that was a meltdown of historic proportions. And they barely were able to crawl out of the ooze against the Jets, who stink. Yeah, we'll probably get to that in a minute. So Luke's sitting at home watching the games. Just... This is bad. This is <laughs> yeah. So they look like the same. They look like the same Raiders. 30 seconds left against the Jets. This is bad. How did you, <laughs> how did you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, they don't look They look like the same club, man. And, I, and I'm, of course, hoping they've turned a corner. But I would be very, I would frankly, I'd be happy with a nine and seven. I mean, go two and two, and I mean, Gruden's got a ten-year contract for crying out loud, you know. But uh, I'm really looking forward to the game. Should be sweet. I um, would like to point out to all the haters and losers, of which there are many. I just need the paper, thanks, Frank. All right. Uh, <laughs> so throw something up. Of of all the haters and losers that were waiting on the Pittsburgh Steelers downfall, yes, they dropped a game to Alex Smith, and he can have the comeback player of the year because this team and still number one in the AFC. For now. Do you believe that'll last for the last four weeks? Probably not. How can you say you're number one when you lost to the R-words? The Was- no, it's the football team. Thank all you very right, much. Right, and right. the football the team. professional football players. The FT. The, the professional football players on wild, the professional wild football team. Wild, wild Smith. Washington and FT. <laughs> yeah, I can bring it back like it was uh, Alex Smith takes the pass, rolls down. <laughs> and the Washington football team rolled into Pittsburgh. A little bit of a blood on his leg. It's the, the other oh. leg, though. Isn't that crazy how in football we had to... We had to uh, we had to distinguish, hey, this is not the leg that he almost lost right. from playing this That's game nuts. two years ago. It's another it's, thing. It's the other leg that we can wait for it. But I guess guys get cleated all the time, so it's, it's whatever, I guess, for Alex. <laughs> all right, tell <laughs> me about your confidence with Pittsburgh. Uh, Bush and Dupree are out. Uh, the wide receivers are showing their Spillane, youth. Spillane is out, too. Uh, the wide receivers are showing their youth now, just as Big Ben is showing his age. 
and you are one of the four worst teams in terms of rush yards per carry. Me, 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 me. But I would like to point out plus 123 point differential. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the disrespect. I, no, for real though. For real though. So the, the the run game, uh, you know, it leads a ton to be desired. Don't get me wrong. All right. I I love Benny Snell, but that dude cannot even pick up three yards on some mm. rushes sometimes. But I would like to point out they were missing two offensive linemen. Marquise Pouncey is coming back. Mm-hmm. He's off the COVID list. He missed the past two games. Look. It's a really good wide receiver group. But hold on to the damn football. I feel mm. like the dad from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> the one who gets hella drunk and just take, Like, it's not... I mean, it shouldn't be as funny as it is. But, like... But, yeah, for real. Like, somebody's got to get in there with a bottle of Jack, slap these boys around, and tape a football to their hands to get them to hold on to it. It's just like... It's not that hard, dude. Can you rank the skills players now? What do you mean? I don't know, like, who's the best and who's, like, the I worst. I don't even either, oh, right? I'll tell you right now. When it, comes, when, it comes to, when it comes to wide receivers, I go. I still give it to Juju because he's been there the longest. Oh, I've seen him do it consistently. Yeah. He hasn't done much, though. Not this year. Not this year. That's fine. Juju. So that's I, your best skills player, Juju. Then I go, no. Well, I, that's true, huh? <laughs> no, then I guess you got to go by de facto Mapletron because of how they've been using him. But I would say Mapletron, Deontay mm. Johnson, Juju. And that's Chase. You Mitchell. got Connor, and I, I mean, I like James Connor, but it's not by you throw any means. Ebron in there. Oh, Ebron, you look Ebron's good. Yeah, you got Washington. You know, let me finish the rankings. Sorry, Frank. sorry. So I got, uh, <laughs> I got Mapletron, Deontay Johnson, Juju. I throw maybe James, uh, James Washington. I like in James there. Washington. Ebron. You've got Snell and Connor. I mean, there's that's seven guys right there. I'm not even talking about Ray Ray McLeod returning kicks and punts. I mean, you who cares when you got Ray that does. defense? Jeez. Well, we're missing. I mean, the ACLs. I don't know, it, and it's not just for the Defense Steelers. Is down two big guys. It's, you're well, missing Devin on? Bush. You're missing Devin Bush, and now Bud Dupree. So you're missing um, your premier inside linebacker yeah. and one of, and the the accentuating piece to TJ Watt. Where you, you not only are you worried about yeah. TJ Watt on one side, you're worried about Bud Dupree on your blind side. And what you got rookies replacing? He's him, right? gone. Yeah. Now they they're gone, talking. Gone? Now they're, they're coming talk, back. No, nah, he's they're uh, out for the year. Bush. Uh, both of them have torn ACLs, so they're done. And Spillane, who was filling in for Bush, who credit him actually. If you go back and you watch the Titans game, Robert Spillane took Derrick Henry head on and stuffed him at the goal line. Now, the next play, he did have to come out because he got shook up. Yeah, sure. but, but I would like to point out that he did take Derrick Henry head on, all right, and, and stuffed him at the goal line. But then he came out, looked like it was like a shoulder or collar collarbone yeah. or something. He's but gonna, he, huh. he went back out there a couple of plays later. But he, he got oh, his good, knee good. tweaked in the Washington game, too. Is there a problem that there's no definitive um, hierarchy in the skills players? Probably. Uh, I think that's a weird issue, but I think it's an issue. It reminds me of like the hmm. Raptors or like the Bucks in the in the in basketball where it's like you have all these pieces, but like who's gonna be your go to? Like when you need a bucket, when you need a catch, when you need when you need yards, you need a first down. Who are you going to? Because I feel like most teams, you can say for, definitively that you have a guy that you're going to and he can get it. Whereas with Pittsburgh, you can sit back and be like, well, they have all these options, but it's just like who, but who are you going to? They're all young. Yes. And they don't. I don't know if they know like how to like play each play awesome. without being that. Because like I obviously, you, I dare you to say I dare, they don't know how to win. Say something no, stupid no, no. like that, Frank. <laughs> say something stupid. They're really good at beating up on sub five hundred teams, eight of twelve, and backup QBs. Except they lost to one of them. Whoops. Um, Who's the backup quarterback? What? Who's the backup quarterback? Alex Smith. No. Wait. Wait. Okay, you're right. He was a third string. No, uh, no, 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 yes. no, no. Alex Smith has been the starting quarterback for two franchise, two historic, actually three but historic whole, franchises in the NFL. This, Don't get me started. He had the neat thing we keep talking about. Hey, I, was, I have a point to make about the about the skill positions. Yes. So now that he yeah. beats Pittsburgh, now he's like a legit bona fide starter. <laughs> no, he shouldn't even no. be playing. Oh, no. He's comeback player That's, of the year. No, he's definitely the year. a backup. I was waiting on somebody to actually roll up on his legs. That way I could technically come back and double back and be like, told you so like he shouldn't have been out there in the first place and but i told you so he's come back player of the year and he showed me uh, but the leg, the the leg came back up. he came back as a backup but let me just oh say, my god oh. semantics hey, but, semantics hey but with this with the Ooh, steelers wow. uh skill positions is it perhaps a factor i noticed that they're doing like a lot of quick passes yeah. is that something that is that is it is are they doing the quick passes you think because of the uncertainty in the hierarchy perhaps or is i just that think a, it's better and you notice with ben yeah. roethlisberger that like part of the problem it's a double-edged sword with ben his ability to extend the play is unparalleled. There's only, I mean, uh, not really. Like not doing that There's anymore. five or six guys that can do it really well, like he's he's been able to do throughout his career. The problem is, is that you see him when he holds onto the ball for too long, he's more prone to making a mistake. Yeah. So they are treating him like a rookie quarterback in the sense of like, hey, you first read, send it off, throw it, throw it out there. It's been crazy, and it's been working. It's True. been working, but 
Now there's reports coming out that says he's he's neglect he's pulling the Aaron Rodgers with Mike McCarthy where he's just ignoring the play call that was coming in and calling something completely different in the huddle. And I'm just like, excuse me, sir, Mike Tomlin <laughs> and Mike McCarthy. To quote Meek Mills, there's levels to this, okay? <laughs> excuse, excuse me, you might have Alzheimer's. Be careful, Big Ben. Yeah, for real. Sarah, though. Like, I mean, yeah. what are we talking about here? This is a this is a coach who has never finished sub sub 500 and finished 500 with a second and third string practice wing practice uh, squad Dirk. quarterback. That's right. I uh, know, right? And Dirk. people are trying to say Big Ben's the issue. <laughs> Big Ben is not the issue because you saw what happened without Big Ben last year. I mean, it's definitely. That's uh, yeah. He's it's the team. No, the team's getting good. riddled by injuries. That's all. The team mm. is just getting hit hard by injuries. They can't generate a run game and. I I have, once they get those two things figured out. I have then. one fear with Big Ben, and it happened against Washington. What? When he gets panicked, he's going to throw a stupid pick. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. Dude, that's been the past three, four that's years. That's when I'm yeah. When you guys have a lead, and then that's a problem because you guys can't run the ball, and so all these teams come back on you, like Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I much prefer that Big Ben, but he's like... This is his Washington defense that is beatable. They're not bad. And they have a good defensive. Really they have a good, good. defensive line. Yeah. But then he panicked and he threw a bad pick. And I'm like, this is when I'm worried about in the playoffs. With Washington though, they have they, like they have uh, Josh Montez. Norman. No, no, no. They have Montez uh, Sweat. They have yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Ryan Kerrigan. They have who's the um. The Chase rookie, Young. Oh, they get the rookie. Chase Young Chase. from from Ohio State. It's not like it's a bad well, they line. Ron Rivera. Yeah, so they they're able to get pressure. They're able to do this, and it's just I. It was a. It, I'm not going to make excuses. The like, Steelers. The Steelers lost the game. They had the lead. They had a 14 point lead. They choked it away because they cannot run the football efficiently. And and I would like to point out. I forgot where I was going to go with that. Well, point. let me Sorry. just say that. I, yeah. That <laughs> I, 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 let me help you out and say that <laughs> I am fascinated that about the NFL. This is not the first time this has happened where you have a team that has won the majority of its games, the vast majority. In this case, they've only lost one. And they still have all these pressing issues mm-hmm. that make it difficult for them to, pro- to progress into the playoffs. And the NFL season is so long. It's such a battle of attrition. Yes. It's almost like it's two seasons. Uh, so it's just fascinating, the sport that we, that we love so much. Can, these, these teams can have such issues and win games, and you're looking at to- anyways. I think this is good. I think it's a great but every, loss. Every I team is flawed. It's a good yeah. loss. It's Especially a good loss for them. Because, oh, yeah, it is. Because it, reset, it resettles everything. I know where I was going to go with this. Yeah. Play three games in 13 days, people. I'm going to play there, the greatest yeah, hits again. Thank you very is much. Is the third game against Buffalo? Yes. It's uh, Sunday night. Sunday Talk night about too. a skills player's hierarchy. I mean, well, I think they we? know their roles and it <laughs> really works. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you do throw to who is the uh, the white they do. Uh, they, Cole yeah. Beasley and the, the white wide receiver got to watch out for. You could have got the ball to Diggs more. Like I kind of needed that. White Hope and Cole Beasley got to look out for that. So. Great White Hope. You see the game last night. Who's that little guy for the Patriots? O'Shaughnessy or something? Oh, Olshensky. No, Cooper Cup had a nice touchdown though. Oh yes, he was blocking people too. What was the final score on that game? I fell asleep. Which game? One million to three. 24-3. Okay, good because I had the Rams minus. 10 and a half, thank you. Cha-ching! All right, who else do we want to talk about in the NFL? Who, who? Somebody your division rival, Cleveland. What about them? They had a nice win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have against, any thoughts against, on that? Against our Titans. Yeah. I think Cleveland's Titans. Cleveland's the complete opposite of Pittsburgh. They have no issues running the football whatsoever. Yeah. And for them, like, what I would love to see with Pittsburgh do is don't let Ben throw the ball more than 40 times a game. There's 40, 45. There's no reason why he needs to be throwing the ball over 50 times a game, even if you want to go with the Tom Brady. Sure there Br- is. It's Big Ben. Even if you want to go with the Tom <laughs> Brady thing of, like, we're not going to run the ball. Instead, we're going to use screen passes to pick up three, four yards a, uh, at a time. Well, you need to be able to pick up the three, four yards at a time and have the guys hold on to the football. But that's your need to hear. Execution. Uh, with the Brown. Rounds. You have a decent wide receiving core. You got some good tight ends, but they're just better running the football. And we saw He's that probably from, the best rushing from team. that from that string of just terrible weather games that they had, where it was almost like God coming down and just telling Cleveland, like this is your game plan. Do not stray from this because they have <laughs> Chubb, they have Hunt, they have one other. Who's the other running back that they have? I don't know. So, but that, it's, it's, this Ernest, is your game right? Exactly. Ernest. I don't even know. But that's what I'm saying. If you're Cleveland, run the run the damn ball. You don't. I mean, Baker does not need to pass that ball. You guys, Cleveland. Cleveland win, are the Jacksonville Jaguars of 2016. Do not win, throw the ball more than 25 times. But this win against Tennessee. They all sold out on the run, and then Baker had a, a, yeah. a clinic. Well, if you're throwing to wide open guys, I hope you could hit him. Yeah, so and good for Baker. He had a great game. They absolutely piss whipped the Titans. I didn't see that coming at all. Nah, I really thought yeah. the Titans. Well, were you know, take actually, them. Tennessee kind of was coming back. They did come back. They stalled a little bit in the third. Well, and I think part of that is due to Brian Tannehill. We're seeing with Tennessee that if Tractor Cito gets going, then everything's all right. You know, nobody really wants to go after Derrick Henry, except if you're Robert Spillane. No big deal. Oh. But, <laughs> I don't know if I said this yet, but the the Browns are like this year's Niners. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the defense for the the Browns yeah. is nearly as good as the no. Niners. But no. I do like Miles Garrett. 
but that's having a nice year. No, I, was thinking more, no, I think it's good. I was thinking more of the offense, so I, I feel okay. you guys. But like they're in the same scheme. You know, they have a subpar quarterback who yeah. can like you know look good because the scheme kind of helps them out. But mm-hmm. yeah, defense. I feel you guys. My quick thoughts is because Baker was getting all this love in the media and everything. Mm-hmm. Little, I, little, I still wasn't all that impressed. I mean, because um, he was yeah. the number one draft pick, and in a defense that allows is one of the worst secondaries, in an O line that protected him. And a game plan where he had receivers open for 10 yards, I expect him to dot people up. I'm sure mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. scouts saw. The problem is when you have bad weather yep. and when you have uh, pass rushers in your face and you have some good secondary pieces, is what do we see from Baker? And that's what we've been seeing most of this year. Nothing. Um, but yeah, I expect the number one draft pick when he has a perfect game plan and script, he's going to do well. Baker Mayfield, yeah. when forced so, to pass. This man was a bona fide scrub. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, everyone was really riding high on Baker, and I'm like, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, honestly. I want to see him do this in like rainy weather against an elite secondary. I want they they play Pittsburgh. I want to see him do well against Pittsburgh. Then I'll you be on board. see it, but how about I this weekend? I want to talk about the quarterback matchup that I think we're all going to have trouble sleeping because of the night before. It's going to keep us up in, the, in excitement. You have Taysom Hill oh. and the New Orleans Saints taking on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Who saw that coming? I did. Marquee I, I matchup. Think we get talked about it last week on the show. Yeah, get out of here. So, what do, what are you expecting from this game? Hurts, V. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. What Hertz do you guys got? Hill. Yeah, I Hertz? think it's gonna be a lot of running. Yeah. I the you've seen this ever since Drew Brees went out. Saints games have been wrapping up real quick. They're like one of the first games done on Red Zone every day, or you know, every Sunday. I'm excited for to see Hurts. I mean, I'm waiting I'm, yeah. for when New Orleans because they're just rolling right now. They're gonna give Jameis Winston a couple of games. Because hmm. I think New Orleans is oh. a little worried in the playoffs how Kamara has not been a factor. With oh. Hill's offense, because Hill, yeah, because instead, well, Kamara comes into a, into a play because Drew Brees cannot do what Taysom Hill does, but Taysom Hill can kind of do what Kamara does. Not, not that he's the same type of player. I'm just saying schematically, right? You have a mobile quarterback who you're not nearly as heavily reliant on Kamara, you know, as you. Yeah, would Yeah, I don't with, know if with, there's a chemistry thing or defenses are really just zoning in on Kamara. The heavens mm-hmm. know why they weren't doing that earlier because Kamara was legit an MVP candidate. Heavens know. Um, but, you know, I think they have to be worried about that when you have a real playoff opponent and you need Kamara to have one of his 70-yard rushing, 100 receiving, three touchdown games. What's, uh, Hill's not giving him the opportunity. To be fair to Sean Payton, though, undefeated with quarterbacks. Never lost. Not, not named Drew Brees. That's true. Where is it? Where is it? Undefeated. <laughs> never lost. With a Maybe. quarterback not named Drew Brees. Maybe a bad time. Okay, cool. Yeah, when, when's he coming back? I don't know because I heard he just broke another rib. So. <laughs> nice. Um, I got that one this time. Uh, um, <laughs> I, 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 recycling jokes, I hear I hear there's a rumor he's coming back late in the year. I would like to see I mean, I don't want to see James Winston get an opportunity but I think it'd be smart for the Saints to do that. I think so too. Yeah. But there's obviously some father-son connection with him and Hill because he loves Hill as his QB. I don't get hmm. it. I don't get it, but he's also looking like the smart man who's just, you know, oh, y'all y'all told me I had to start James Winston and I went with Hill and look who's paid off for that. So, What do you guys think about the other quarterback? Because you got Jalen Hurts and is it dangerous to throw a young quarterback out there to the Wolves where he might, it's not really exactly a position or a position where success is going to be easy. I think I think you're like the <laughs> I have Dolphins. A theory on this. You're like the Dolphins with Tua right now. You just mm-hmm. got to throw him out there and see if he works or not. Because sure. you paid all this money to Carson Wentz, who for whatever reason has the yips, just cannot can't get rid of the football. He's hell bent on holding on yep. to it, making terrible decisions. So get Hurts out there. The only thing that was concerning with Hurts was that what was it, his first first three snaps that he took as an Eagle as as their quarterback. He was rolling opposite side. So he's bootlegging to his left when he's a right-handed quarterback. I don't like that. So I think part of that's on Doug Peterson. I have a theory. It's the opposite of boosting a rookie QB. Because they're playing the Saints, which is a terrifying defense. So you're just trying to squat him. (laughs) And I'm looking at like the Denver QB situation. Where Which obviously <laughs> with when they had that receiver running back uh, hybrid one, I, guy, yeah, okay, uh, and Wentz is such the reports are coming out. He's obviously pretty fragile about these things, yeah, and Hurts just shits the bed. And they're like, see, Wentz, we need you, buddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> the sacri- the sacrificial hurts. They're just going to make him look like Josh Rosen and have mm-hmm. an awful game. What and happen- then they're going to be like, see, Wentz? What happens if Jalen Hurts comes out, though, and lights up New Orleans? Oh, well, then it's a win-win for it's Eagles. Win-win. Okay. The only problem is you got uh, $120 million yeah, sitting on your bench. Sunk into Carson Wentz. 
But he'll go to Indianapolis and hang out with Frank Reich. That's what I've been hearing is that they need to. He needs to get paired up. He would actually be perfect um, in Indy once Philip Rivers moves on. A great Although, defense. When to Philip Rivers comes to town, <laughs> we don't. It's a great defense to yeah, hold sure. opponents <laughs> to field goals when Wentz commits turnovers, mm-hmm. and it's a great offensive line. So he only gets sacked half as much when he holds the ball twice as long. Interesting. Works out. Win win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of QB struggling, we got Kyler Murray drama. Uh huh. Did you guys hear the there was a broadcasting team? Howard, what's his that guy's name? Damon Howard. Is it Howard? Damon Howard. Damon. Damon Howard. 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 Thank you. Yep. He was on the broadcasting team. He was not so fond of Kyler Murray. Which on the national broadcast team? Yeah. Okay. And he went on radio afterwards saying, "Kyler Murray shows a lot of attention and aggression on Sunday. We don't see that during practice Monday through Saturday." Oh, he's saying he's not a practice guy. He's not a practice Who guy. Who said that? Uh, this Huard. Huard. But he's not affiliated. Have an easier last name. He's not, <laughs> he's not affiliated with the team, though, right? He's just a no, broadcaster. He's a broadcaster yeah, that was I'm, covering the team. I ain't listening to it. That's I, fine. I, I personally love players that don't like practice because I didn't like practice either. It's whack. Practice? <laughs> we talked about This is a little joke. I mean, probably, no, but in all seriousness, he's not the Not <laughs> Not a game. game. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. Well, they are one Hail Mary away from losing five in a row, and they've lost their playoff spot to Minnesota. Maybe practice does help. That that is a fine reason to be upset about it. And uh, looking at Damon Hewitt's stats, I think he was a practice player and not, not a game player. Ooh. That's a fine point. He was probably going. He's he's a dude that goes 110 percent in practice. And he's like, see, I'm amazing. Hey, and like, hey, oh hey, god. Hey. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. Just, what about the scrub one? All right, so you guys are defending Kyler Murray going one for nine against the Rams. Didn't Cam it. Newton do better? I don't hate it. Well, uh, I mean, I Kyler think, Murray's upside a little bit more than Cam Newton's. Kim Newton? Yeah. Kyler Murray, so, so there's at, no... At this stage of the game, at this stage of the game, Kyler Murray's upsta- up, upside way more than Cam Newton because Cam Newton is, I don't know what they're doing in New England. Well, it ain't clearly, working. he's also a sophomore. Yeah, it ain't. He's not a 10-year-old vet with concussions. I mean, I, he's, I mean Kyler Murray's a center Cam fielder. Did, Cam won an MVP, right? Yeah. yeah. He won an MVP and he made it to a Super Bowl, so all, all Kyler's got to do is win two MVPs. That's it. That's I, all. That's it. I did enjoy the ESPN debate this morning. They were talking about Cam Newton. And the way they were talking about him, you would think he was 55 years old on his last <laughs> legs. And, like, and he's 31. Like, yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, well all right. Night, so you guys are still high on Arizona and the Cardinals. Get ready for them to get spanked by the Giants. That's oh. who they play? They, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody high on the Cardinals. Uh, but see, that's, say tough. That. that's tough because I think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. I really think the Giants are going to come out of the e- the NFC East. And they'll beat the Bucks in the I first think, round. Uh, well, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be quite the storyline. But I think, I, think you, I think the Giants will make it. I really do. And we have to be careful here, especially let's keep an eye on teams like the Bucks and the Vikings because we were laughing Ooh. at the NFC East earlier this year. And I'm not just going to say this because they just beat the Steelers. But <laughs> chance, there is I was going to bring this now, up. Mathematically, there's a chance to say that we could get two NFC East teams in there in the Giants and Washington. What are the really? yeah? What are the odds you get? I don't know. That. Two of them. I, I would you take? That. Would you take twenty to one odds on I, that? Uh, well, no, no. I want uh, Jeff's bookie. Maybe like, <laughs> Jeff's like the 20, bookie. Maybe like twenty-five to one. I don't know. Twenty-five to one. Whatever the odds are. Washington doesn't have to play the Giants again, yeah. which they're zero to. Let's take a look at the Giants' remaining schedule. Real give me, quick. Give me a nickel on San Jose State tonight. Oh my! <laughs> are they actually going to play the game? Because those last couple have been canceled. So you have it's scheduled. Yeah. The Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys for the Giants, right? Two, three home games. The only road game is against the Ravens. And then for the Washington professional football team, you have... They are. They get paid, too. My bad. You have at Niners, so that's in Arizona. You have against the Seahawks, against the Panthers, and at the Eagles. It's a very, very doable schedule for both. Yeah. You could see both these teams going 3-1 and one and sneaking in the playoffs somehow at 8-8. Eight and eight. Right, and I don't know. I don't know who would own the Tigers. Well, no, I, I would think I would think the seventh seed wild card needs to go nine and seven. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I'm just I, look. I ain't just saying, but I'm saying. All right. Eight and eight. You could have two eight and eight NFC East teams in there after we laughed at, after we laughed them out of the building. Speaking of which, the last two bottom two place teams in the uh, NFC East are the Eagles and Cowboys, respectively. So I don't, I'm not I'm not throwing them in there, even though they're mathematically still alive. 
probably wise. Yeah. But yeah, I'm ready for the Giants to roll. They're they're on one. Joe Judge, a guy we really didn't know anything about, is turning that team it's around. It's crazy Don't how you? him and Brian Flores are the only two coaches out of the Bill Belichick tree. I guess you could throw yeah. Vrabel in there too. But like, do you remember could. remember the first wave of guys I mean, that came out, like Charlie Weiss. Oh. Bill O'Brien did have Bill success O'Brien. as a coach. Okay, and then he decided to become GM. <laughs> he has and it four all division titles. It's the yeah, NFC South. I mean, success. AFC South. So yeah, that's not that's a fine division. You're playing the Jags. You were playing the Titans pre. <laughs> Jags who you, beat you and went to the AFC Championship game. 2016 and one year. One year. Well, I'm talking about, let's take a look over this span that Bill O'Brien was in charge of the Texans. And and I'll tell you that his biggest... And he also did it without Deshaun Watson part of the time. His biggest rival was... Yeah, he was yeah, but he, he had a nice defense. He did it with Brock Oswald. He, he, had, had, a nice, he had a nice defense. I'll just throw Look, that I'm out just, there. I'm just saying, he's not as bad as we are. He's a horrible GM. He's a coach who was fine. Where was, where, was this when, where was this when he had a job? I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, I wanted more from him when John Watson was his QB. Yeah, man. No, I hear, they, I hear they, they had that ceiling where yeah. they're always like 9, 10 wins, no matter who was under helm. I, 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 the whole time he was coaching, people were bagging on him. Like, he's a good coach. It's, easy, but yeah, it's anyway. easy to get to 9 wins when you have 6 games against the Titans. Jags. No, Titans are in AFC. They are. They are now championship team. Go, Jags were in the AFC. No, championship. go back to when it's Bill not O'Brien a bad one. He go had to go against to, Andrew Luck as QB. Like and, not, a, not a bad well, one. A broken Andrew Luck. But this is what I'm getting. And who have who have the Jags had at quarterback aside from that one Blake? that one Blake Bortles year where they had yeah, a nice offensive line and their defense was clutch. Otherwise, the Jaguars have been a joke. A joke. So this is oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Every year we knew the division was coming down to either the Texans or the Colts. Not a big and and congratulations. Your your champion. Prize anyway, that's playing, not the point. That's not Saturday the point. It was just a comment. Back, back okay. to the point. Joe Judge. That was a terrible take. With all due sure respect, it's not, it's not a terrible take. <laughs> with all due respect, not one of your better ones, Frank. Wait, which one? Wait, which one? The, 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 the Bill O'Brien. The Bill O'Brien. One. Oh, so he we're was, still he, back on. He, he, he did. He had success the whole time uh, he, he was did, coaching. He did, I was like, let's take into account the factors. It's like it's like Tom Brady. We're you know in the AFC. Coach had four division titles and he beat your team. I I mean I get that, but I'm saying statistically, look at what the Steelers did over that spread. If we really want to compare those two. But then we can also take this and look over at the AFC East. It was 10,000 10, times easier for the Patriots to win every so year, go. not just because you had Brady and Belichick, but because the yeah. Jets were firing a head coach every other year. The Dolphins didn't have a head hot coach. Mess, hot the mess. Bills were terrible for so long. Sorry, like it's just, but all these teams, these teams have gotten better now. You see more parity in the league. But for a while, there was a stretch there where you could just pencil in who were the division winners. It was like college football, the college football playoff. You could pencil in who was going to be the division winners every year. So you, so you don't like AFC the AFC South is fine. So you don't like the AFC South. That right now, this year the AFC South is something. But over word, the past word. decade, the AFC South has not been one of the premier divisions in the AFC. But they're, at all. they're, they're just all. fine. I, I agree with that. Just, yeah. just in the middle. That's, just in the middle. Yeah, I would say the AFC West and the AFC North have been your two premier AFC divisions. Thank you. Thank you and, then, and then you have the East, who I mean, the Patriots by de facto, okay, but the rest of the teams, it's like meh. All right, anyway, they've, we they've, get they've, it. They've been Tell us about Joe Judge. I'm just saying, I like him. Judge, I, Joe yeah. Judge and uh, and Brian Flores are at, in Miami are the two coaches that I'm looking at out of the Bill Belichick tree and or and Vrabel. I guess you throw them in there are the three coaches that I'm looking at of this tree and just been like, you guys have been able to take the Belichick. Uh, swagger and mantra and just the whole ideology and bring it to your respective franchise because a lot of time a lot of guys come in and they try to do that stuff and the team looks at them just like yeah well, Bill Belichick though. there's something that's different about it it's interesting that Flores and Joe Judge have had similar success by doing it the exact same way mm-hmm. where they don't win a lot of games they start slow they build a culture they build a defense because the Miami has an awesome defense mm-hmm. and now the Giants are having the top ten defense. And but the thing is, they do it in not a Bill Belichick way, where Matt Patricia really wanted to be Bill Belichick oh, part God, two. That's the one I mm. forgot. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the the lines. I mean, they were popping. They were making mimosas in the uh, in the in the locker room. After he when wanted he, to be Bill what? Belichick two point Brian Flores, meanwhile, was getting into scraps, which is something Bill Belichick oh, would never man. do. And then, of course, every Miami player is like, "This is my coach well, for life." Of yeah. course, because it was so easy to go out there and act like you want to fight when you know no fight's gonna happen. You know, it's well, Pete, Pete it's still cool. hard. Oh it's yeah, true. 100%. But I'm more interested in these with margaritas. Yeah, uh, no, it's mimosas. mimosas. So the okay, report is the last year after the Lions' final game. There were players in the locker room who were drinking mimosas because they knew they weren't going to have to uh, play another game, <laughs> go to on. another practice with Matt Patricia. And then this year, yeah. after he got fired, there was rumors that the same thing happened again in the locker room. <laughs> a lot of mm. tweets. Yeah. A lot and of positive I mean, tweets. Dude was out. out there. I'm not going to go with the cowherd thing of the backwards hat, but dude was out here with a pencil on a laminated piece of paper no talking, trying to live off of that one Super Bowl play. I, I scripted one of the greatest defensive plays in Super Bowl history. All right. You guys got lucky that they I'm decided sure to pass. I'm sure he did. He's just not you a great know? head coach. No, not at all. Not, some guys, no, some guys are meant to be D coordinators, and I don't know why they get promoted to head coach. I guess you got to give them the opportunity, but Speaking they're, of that, they're terrible. 
Giants defensive coordinator, who is also a New England product, he was like a linebacker assistant guy. And then Joe Judge plucked him from Miami from last year. He's already getting fielded. There's already a rumor Cincinnati wants him over Zach Taylor as their coach. Interesting. To turn that team around. Just like that. Just like that. Just one season. I'm like, that's too bad. The Giants are building something kind of interesting, especially in a year without Saquon. Pulling the Arizona Cardinals. One thing I really like about Joe Judge is – what he's shown is a is he's a problem solver, and mm-hmm. I think that's something Vrabel hasn't shown me with Tennessee, mm-hmm. where you have a defensive problem, and it's just a, it's just a, it's just a hole the whole year. Where Joe Judge is like, okay, Golden Tate was giving me an issue, we solved it. The offensive line was giving Daniel Jones an issue, it's better. The defense was really bad the first five weeks, it's better. I'm seeing like problem solving yeah. with coaches and adapting. Vrabel in Tennessee, which was a team we kind of like as that goofy wild card. Maybe they upset Kansas City, Pittsburgh. They're just kind of riding what they got, you know, and I think that's some issues with these coaches. Andy Reid did this earlier where they played two double back safeties, cover three, cover four the whole game. He's like, all right, I'm going to run the ball more than I ever have in my entire career. That is a fine skill to have as a coach. Uh, I'll just I'll back up, I'll uh, speak up for Vrabel a little bit because I didn't watch the game, but they did come back against uh, who was that last week against it was the garbage Browns? time against Cleveland. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and, and, I just want to bring it and up. And I don't, yeah, I don't want to disrespect Vrabel because yeah, what I he like did it. last year was great, and I still yeah. like him. But it's interesting that I'm waiting for Tennessee to like no, yeah. make a stop. Yeah, not make Baker look like an MVP candidate. That'd be a good, that'd be a good start. You know. Yeah. Um, but Joe Judge, interesting. Giants turning it around. I think they're going to have a nice game against Arizona, and I think Arizona's still favored because Vegas likes them. So we'll have to see. Vegas has spoken. Okay, let's wrap it up with some pot and shots. Dewald, you're up first. First off, we talked about it earlier, but shout out Alex Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was that. It was exactly wrong quarterback, but still same frame. He's like like the other Alex. It was the most Alex Smithian thing to come up with one of his biggest wins ever in a game. And a time slot that basically nobody saw except maybe us. The game yeah. wasn't televised. I couldn't find it. It was like a it was really? a regionally broadcast the yeah, game. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. so yeah, mad. It was because it was supposed to be played on a Sunday and they pushed it Incredible. back. So therefore it was like if you were in your own zone, although direct yeah. TV let you with the Sunday ticket, you could watch it sorry, go ahead. Man. No, I it just I that was very uh, very big of him to get a huge win and nobody even really knows about it. So <laughs> Congratulations. Very exciting. What have you won? And uh, everyone's favorite feature, if you're talking hockey, we have divisions oh! now. Oh! We're, s- we're yeah. so close. We're, we're about a month away from hockey. What? Uh, sadly, it's going to be rough. Rough go for the, uh, the Sharkies here. Not true, not true, not true. Uh, they have to share a division with Vegas, St. Louis, Oof. Colorado, Dallas, Dallas. Uh, it's Those a big are division. the biggest and baddest team uh, in the league, and they're going to have to play them over and over and over and over again, and over and so, over and over. Yeah. Uh, is it good. like uh, is it like baseball divisions, or is it like basketball? Because like basketball, yeah. you play your division th- four times. Baseball, it's like we're going to play you thirty times. They are making it up as they go this okay. year because Canada can't cross the border, oh. and we can't cross into oh. Canada. So there's a Canadian right. division and then three... Uh, that makes me sad. Well, that's going to be really interesting when they have to play the Stanley Cup Finals virtually because you have the American... <laughs> oh, they're just going to play it on NHL 21. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds right. Can we get the new uh, version of 22? Mm-mm. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Still in beta. Still in beta. That's wild. We're going to play it on NHL 94. Everyone likes that one. Can we at least get a PS5 for it? N64. <laughs> yeah. NHL. What was that? NHL hits? Or, or yeah. Extra parting shot I just thought of. Uh, <laughs> NHL also... With the most unique way of ensuring they'll have a season, buying up all the vaccines for themselves. Really? Oh. They're buying vaccines for all the players and staff, and that's how they're going to hey, avoid that's positive cheap, vaccine warning. Props to the NHL, man, because that's really what these leagues need to do, is you need to bite the bullet on the front end, spend the money. What's that saying? you got to spend money to make money, player. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's, right, that's what they got to do. That's Glad what they got to do. And that's talking vaccines. Talking hockey <laughs> with Mike DeWald. Thank you. I heard the vaccines have to stay cold, so. <laughs> there you go. Bam. Yeah, just throw them on the ice. Just throw them on the ice and crack them open as you need them, like a, like a carbohydrate gum or something. <laughs> no, baby. Not carb gum. All right. Frank, you're up. I am going to talk about Probably the departure and the last we'll ever see of Greg Williams. Oh, goodbye. Uh, Yes, I love this topic. Um, Very interesting career. 
So he starts off. Affect the head. Breaks <laughs> into the NFL as a defensive coordinator for Tennessee, where they give up the third least points in NFL history in a 16-game schedule. That was the Air McNair Titans that went to the Super Bowl and lost mm. to the Rams. Huh. After that, becomes a head coach for the Bills and is oh. really bad. Uh, he's 17-31 over three years. They get him out of there. What years were those? Uh, it's early 2000s. So it's like 03 to 05. Ah, so right as Tom Brady was coming to prominence. We could continue. It's <laughs> <continue. laughs> so like around, around there. Uh, before a lovely, lovely Fitzpatrick. Uh, <laughs> so then he realizes, okay, Washington, uh, defensive coordinator is the role for me. And Joe Gibbs in Washington says, you will have total anonymity with this team, autonomy with this team. You will, you, I won't even touch the defense. It's all you. And that becomes a really strong defense. It's anchored by a legendary player, Sean Taylor, who was his favorite player ever. Also happened to be a very hard hitter. After that, he goes to New Orleans, where he leads the league with 35 takeaways. Affect the head. Works with another safety who is more infamous than famous, Darren Sharper, who was all pro first team. Sharper. And he wins the Super Bowl. So he's a prominent defender, uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, Peyton and the Colts were held to 17 points, and defense wins. Uh, and then, of course, afterwards, we learn all about Bounty Gate, and Affect he was anchor it. The head. Dude, that's Bounty Gate. Um, that, that, yeah, that's, right? That's what he was called on, on audio saying that. Sean oh, Payton I did not know that. claims to this day he had no part of it and he had no recollection. <laughs> he had a, lineba- a linebacker coach named Vitt, V I T T, to watch this guy. As we've seen in his track record that Greg Williams is a rogue coach. That's also what Joe Gibbs said about him, that he just does his own thing. He will also go rogue on play calling. Hmm. Well, Vitt actually happens to be one of his compadres because Vitt is on the Jets' current coaching staff as a linebacker's coach. He also happens to be half-brothers with Adam Gase. All comes full circle. Wait, Greg Williams is or Vitt? Vitt. Oh, okay. Who was was supposed to watch Greg Williams. That's like Greg Williams is like right-hand man, I guess. Um, So he's suspended for a year. He loses out on time. Jeff Fisher's like, hey, I'm an old coach. I don't know any new tricks. You're coming in with me. He has a mediocre (laughs) run with St. Louis. He goes to the Browns in 2017. They go 0-16 with his tutelage as a defensive coordinator. He then goes 5-3 as a head coach with Baker, and Baker gets to prominence. And then he authored an 0-12 defense. He almost authored two 0-16 defenses once they took Bounty Gate away from him. There are rumors that he continued it privately still. We have no evidence of that. And he called the most terrible play of the year, which was the rushing six on Oakland. And that will change football for a generation when Trevor Lawrence goes to New York. They did rush seven, seven. Unless, I, unless I'm missing something. But yes, and it was a wonderful play. Oh, Raider man. defender. Thank you, Frank, for <laughs> the history of Greg Williams. Greg Williams. And Gito. I don't think he. Sh- I, I don't know if he's going to get another job. No. He probably will. I think it's it. Yeah. I think it's it. Frank. That was it. That was it. Just the rogue. I would rogue wager. Boy. I would wager he's going to get another job. Probably. It's football. But they don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, <laughs> if it came down to hiring a black coach or Greg Williams. Greg Williams will get the job. It is <laughs> football. Terrible. It's terrible, and you uh, laugh, but y'all know it's true. I Otherwise, do. Eric Benemy would have been out of job. Were you the coach with defensive coordinator? 0-16 Browns? Yes. 0-16 Jets? Yes. Come on. You're yeah, hired. Yeah. Come on. Adam Gase will get, get, Adam Gase will get a job before uh, Benemy will. That's ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. uh, Luke, All right. you're up. All right, fellas. Uh, let's go. I got actually something here instead of just uh, piggybacking off a segment like I did last week. So uh, you're welcome. I did a little research here. but <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. College football. And Jeff kind of hit on this earlier. He mentioned uh, Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. the Chanticleers. Uh, and that is a rooster, by the way, Frank. It might be oh. related to the chickens in your backyard. I had to Google that during the show. It's related <laughs> now, to the University of South Carolina, but go ahead. Very cool. Very good knowledge. Uh, but uh, if you guys noticed, their field is a little bit, it's weird. It's teal. Yeah. Teal turf. All right. I love that field. I like that. But let me tell you what I hate. All the other fields that aren't green. <laughs> I turned one. this on and thought I was losing my mind. Who has the gray field? Uh, uh, okay, East, the, Eastern the, Washington, I believe. I'll, I'll get to that. There's, I'll get to that. But old man yells at Sky. Boise State. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> yes, this is my sports conservatism coming in. Since uh, Boise State was the first to do this, they have the blue field, the Smurf turf. Uh, they started that yeah. in ni- 1986. All right, and, it, and they have had huge success. success. Boise State is an incredible program. They actually won um, championships at the junior college level, every level they've been at, even NAIA, I think. They're incredible. But I can't root for them because their field's freaking blue. 
and fields are supposed to be green. Get something better to get mad at. <laughs> Cent- Central Arkansas Bears, purple and gray. Ooh, yeah. Swag. Get real. I mean, no way. Uh, Luther College North, another blue field. Get out of here. Um, Eastern Washington Eagles. Their field is red, you guys. Oh, what? Well, yeah. What are you doing to me here? I'm trying to live my life. Oh. Get out of my, get off my yard. All right. <laughs> Uh, the Linden. Get off my nice green yard. <laughs> nice green yard. Luke Straub, president of the college football HOA. Right, that's right. That's right. Uh, give me the job. I'll take that job. Uh, Lindenwood. I'm not, I'm not even going to mention. Uh, Who are these schools? Uh, th- this school is NAIA. Forget oh. about them. But they're red and gray alternate every five them. yards. But Coastal Carolina, you guys. Mm, we talked about them. Yeah, what about them? They did it right. You like the field. Teal? Because it's off, you know, it's off green. That's off why. Green. It's like a sea foam green. It's taupe. Well, isn't that like, <laughs> like the right. dolphins colors? Yeah, that was, well, that would yeah, look a little off. Yeah, it's it's like imagine if the dolphins sprayed their turf. But My yeah. rules are the field has to be green. This is oh, man. this is a shade of green, but more than that, I love the program. They are the Chanticleers, like I mentioned, which is the name for a rooster, mostly used in fairy tales. Um, and they invited BYU. They will take on anybody, anywhere. So I finally have my small school with a off-color field that I can root for. And it's about time. Because the rest of these programs, they're whack. Boise State, the coolest do, thing do something about, about the, that. The coolest thing about the Smurf turf is I think on average about 70 birds die a year from swan diving into it because they think it's oh, water. Let me write that down. I have yeah, another so reason to hate it. it. <laughs> like the, 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 the field, the guys who are in charge of, what am I saying, the groundskeepers of, of Boise State's field. Groundskeeper they, Willie's over they, there killing they, birds? They will. They have to scoop up birds. Bird like, murder. At least once a week. Bro. That yeah. bobcat had a fairy tale when he got three dinners in one night. <laughs> the, the Chanticleer <laughs> thing, real quick, is yeah. because Coastal Carolina wanted, uh, when they they were selecting a mascot because they're in Conway, South Carolina, which is within spitting distance, I, I guess, of, of the University of South Carolina. And South Carolina is the Gamecocks. Yep. They decided to go with the Chanticleer, which is a fancier version of a rooster. Cool. So if they play each other, it's a cockfight. Yep. <laughs> Bam. Uh, Mic drop. Luke. Like that. What's up? I don't like that. I don't know if we like cockfighting. <laughs> uh, no, I like that joke. That okay. was a great joke. <laughs> I don't know if we should support <laughs> that. that. <laughs> terrific. 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 Oh, five Luke, laps, five laps. what was your number one reason for not having a green field because grass is green okay okay <laughs> okay you. all okay. right fantastic <laughs> okay all right fellas i'm gonna wrap it up here with you real quick but this has been a uh four like about a four a two two-year saga with um with the jc the santa rosa junior college oh. and it is a fine fine institution yeah I, alma mater that's right. Exactly. Luke and I. Well, three, right. Uh, well, did you go? No, you went straight to Sonoma I State. I went there huh? two years. Okay. So, hey, yeah, all, have, of all of us are JC Shout products. Shout out Frank Chung. Which gives, <laughs> Shout which gives me the right to say, fuck him. Forget about him. All right? You heard me. What? Uh, I, I, yeah. Because, because I graduated. So, quick little backstory. Graduated from the University of Phoenix. Got my degree online because, you know, I had, I had fun in Hawaii. And my GPA suffered because of it. I went to the JC for a couple years. Tried to transfer to a state schools. Couldn't do it. That's whatever. I decided to finish out online. Fast forward. I get a job here as soon as I, well, I get my degree and I say, ooh, that's right. I want to go into radio. So, or I'm in the process of getting my degree or something. I don't, I don't exactly remember how details. details I got. Yeah, exactly. Minor yeah. details. I was enrolled at the University of Phoenix when I came here and was an intern. I had to go back to the JC after already getting my AA from the JC and enroll mm. in a work experience class to get signed up as an in the intern program here, right? Uh-huh, because you need to be enrolled in school. Exactly. So, so, fast forward, I'm two months into the intern program here. I get offered a job at the front desk, and I go, huh, mission accomplished. I got my foot in the door, so now it's just a matter of me using my agency to whistle back here. You know, fast forward two years later, here we are, we're doing stuff with KSRO and another radio set. Like, great, we've done it. But at the time... At Woody, the, front desk is over there. No, 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 Stop yeah. going in the booth. <laughs> at the time... Watch the phones. When I first when I was first working at the front desk, I was like, alright, whatever. Like, That's I'm cool. not an intern anymore. I'm a paid employee. Like, I'm working my way up. I'm on the very bottom of the totem pole, but or, you know, one step up, but here we are. And so I dropped the class at the JC. I never paid attention to the fact that they charged me as an out-of-state resident because <laughs> I because I said that I was enrolled at the University of Phoenix. So they yeah. just automatically go, oh, you're Arizona. So I was like, no, no, no. And this is like $450 extra that they're trying to charge me yeah, as a resident. Those fees right? are not small. I did not, pay, yeah. Yeah, I did not pay it for two years That's because great. I was like, I'm not until you fix it. And I tried multiple times to file paperwork with them. I turned in my taxes. Nothing got changed to show them that I was still a resident of California until yesterday. 
Jeff fought the law and the Jeff won. Yeah. I Very called nice. and Very shamelessly, nice. shamelessly flirted with one of the girls on the phone and no. was just like, hey, like, you know, like this is my issue. You guys have told me that if I don't pay this within the next three days that it's getting uh, sent over to the franchise tax board. Is this uh, your flirting? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah pretty much. Just, uh, for that part a, total sob, a total sob story. Just please help me, you know? And, uh, I was and, waiting for the sexy part of the story. Yeah, yeah where's the, the franchise <laughs> tax board? You're right. There is, there is no sexy part. I groveled, I cried, I whined. I was just like, please help me. And then, so once I found out I was getting my way, then I turned the charm on. I was like, oh, you're amazing. You're, you're working Very miracles nice. here. You're an angel. I well appreciate done. you so much. So I got an email hey. that they had overturned my residency. So I just saved about, I still got to pay him like, what, 175 bucks, which I said from the start that I would do. But you were not going to run me for $650, charge me out of state fees. So to the JC, I say thank you, but I also say, suck it. Because I Thank you. Thank you. A victory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Mr. Woodworth. All right, that'll do it for us on this episode of the the Quad Pod. We'll be back next week because, luckily for us, we're all considered essential employees with the uh, with the shelter in place, the so stay at home that's going on. Very Mitch fortunate. McConnell, Nancy Pelosi. What? Uh, what's oh, up? That was the wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. Nancy Pelosi, what's up? That's what I said. Just get me a stimulus check already. All right, let's figure this gonna, stuff out. Are you gonna tease the next episode? Oh, next episode, we're doing nothing but talking basketball because yes. basketball season's right around the corner. So just expect more playoff NFL playoff shenanigans and a full fledged breakdown. I love basketball. I can't wait for basketball to we're come doing, out. We're Hell doing we're yeah. doing NBA Palooza. And it's mm-hmm. gonna there's gonna be just a coat, a foundation of Warriors Homer in there. So just be ready. If you're yeah, a we Warriors might. fan, you're not gonna wanna miss this. If you're Damn a right. Heat bandwagon fan like I was, you're not gonna wanna miss this. All right. Any other team If you love James if, Harden, you may want to skip. If this. you are a Laker, <laughs> I don't think he's doing that <laughs> if great. If you're a Laker right now, fan, I don't skip. know why you're listening to this to begin with. No, I'm just kidding. We welcome the Laker fans. They're still partying. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, outro song. This is a great song. Just enjoy yes. it. So 